What up, Cowboy Nation? It is week four of the Lawn Chair Cowboys podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Mitch. Uh, Joining me this evening, as always, is Wayne. He's the DFS house betting extraordinaire. And uh, things might sound a little different and feel a little different this week because uh, Daniel has gotten sick on us and won't be actually joining in tonight. Um, My guess is it had something to do with some bad cooking by his brother Daniel or by his brother, Nathan, um, he likes to think he's some like chef or something. So who knows, probably made something bad for him. Sick. So <laughs> hope you feel better, Na- Daniel. Why are you any more of Nathan's cooking? So obviously this week was another rough one for us. Um, giving up 49 points to the Browns. Feeling like you had a chance to come back in the fourth quarter and all hope gets torn away from us again. Turnovers killed us. Defense killed us. Um, Just a lot of things to be frustrated about. Um, You know, we, we definitely have wanted to and try and we'll continue to try to keep this um, a positive overall podcast but um when there's negative to be discussed we're not going to shy away from it so um and i think we have some this week so um but just a quick replay or recount of the game um as i just finished watching the uh the run back of the the highlights and you know, first quarter started off, it was, uh, you know, we we started off with the ball, went three and out, couldn't get anything going, and turned the ball to to over to the Browns with a punt, and they go four plays, 69 yards right down the field and score um, on the Odell Beckham catch from Jarvis Landry. I said it multiple times in the group chat. I said it in my fantasy chat. I'll say it on here again and again. Jarvis Landry is by far a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. And as far as throwing the ball goes, that pass was on the on the money. Baker Mayfield can't throw it very far. Um, but then following that possession, that play, we promptly went right down the field. Five plays, 88 yards, uh, capped off by a 43-yard um, touchdown pass from Dak to C.D. Lamb, his first of his career. Did we have a bold prediction this week that C.D. would get his first? can't remember, and I don't have my notes in front of me. I don't me. remember what it was. <clears throat> I don't, it wasn't mine, but I feel like you and you and uh, Daniel have been playing that bold prediction think, for a couple weeks. I think I might have, but I've been so busy with work uh, <laughs> half the game anyway, so I'll let you cover all the Cleveland yeah, well, stuff. I only got to see part of the end of it. Wayne's had a rough couple days here, so um, you might – might be hearing a lot from me today. Um, 
I'll do my best. But so just to continue with the recap. Um, and one thing that I was really impressed with, and I remember talking about it, especially with Daniel, because I know Wayne, you weren't watching at this point. Um, but the next drive, we turn around and got the ball back. Um, and the next drive, Amari Cooper's 20-yard touchdown pass from Dak Prescott. Dak threaded the needle through two defenders that it was so um, so impressive. It was such an amazing pass and throw that it got through the defenders. The cameraman lost the ball, thought that it had gotten picked off. Somehow, Dak threaded the needle right through the defenders in Amari Cooper's arms, and Cooper just walked in because the the two defenders were literally, they collided, and the one knocked the other out. Um, and Amari was able to just walk in. Uh, Dak started this game, I think he was nine for nine at one point before his first uh, incomplete pass. Um was just on fire. He, I think, was, uh, you know, at halftime, had maybe only one or two incomplete passes. Um, the, the notion that Dak Prescott is the problem with this team, if anybody who understands anything about football watches and sees him playing, you will see that this this guy is a true franchise quarterback and is not the problem with this team. He was throwing dimes left and right. And he finished the game, uh, you know, skip forward. We all know what happened. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably saw it. Second, second and third quarter, Dallas could not get on the board. Um, after that, after going up 14 to seven, um, we went on a just we just fell asleep and uh the browns scored six straight times or six unanswered uh scores to this year three four four touchdowns and two field goals um to go up 41 to 14 at the end of the third quarter um and then we were able to cap off a mate or start a major comeback uh bring it to within 3 41 to 38 um, before the back-breaking reverse um, 50-yard touchdown run by Odell Beckham. Um, and they then we then blocked the field goal or two-point conversion attempt, and the Browns recovered it in the end zone for two points, uh, ending the scoring at 49-38. to <clears throat> So looking over the... Um, looking over the box score, looking over the play-by-plays and the team stats. You know, like I said, Dak finished 41 of 58 um, for 502 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. He had three sacks, uh, the one fumble, sack fumble that, uh, um, you know, was kind of what started the whole um, meltdown. Miles Garrett came around the end swatted the ball as Dak was getting ready to wind up for a throw. And they went down, scored a touchdown. Then the very next drive, first play, Ezekiel Elliott takes off for like a 20-yard run. 
as he's getting tackled. The Browns knock the ball out of his hands for another fumble. They go right down and score another touchdown. Uh, Those two plays really kind of um, sealed the deal for us, put us in a hole that we couldn't come back out of. But um, so those two major, major turnovers, obviously uh, Dak threw an interception at the very end of the game where I blame that on Amari Cooper for not finishing his route. Uh, It looked sort of like the, uh, sort of like the Patriots Seahawks uh, Super Bowl when the Seahawks threw it. And I think it was, I think it was uh, um, Gilmore who intercepted it at the goal line uh, to seal the deal for uh, the Patriots. It looked almost exactly the same. They just jumped the route Cooper just stopped running and they intercepted the ball. So that one, I can't really blame on Dak because he threw it where it was supposed to go and Cooper just didn't go get it. But overall, you know, the turnovers, they didn't have any and we had three. And when you boil it down, you can't turn the ball over and give the other team extra possessions in the NFL and expect to win. Uh, We pulled it out one time against, against the Falcons. And then, um, you know, when you play some teams that are actually decent, like the Browns and the um, Seahawks, you're not going to get away with it. So Um, surprisingly this week, penalties were few and far between. There's only 11 combined between the two teams for a total of 105 yards. So the the rest weren't really um, too involved in the game. And, you know, there was none – no uh, major plays that just stood out as being egregious, but um, where where the Browns really took the cake and where they took control was the rushing game, um, finishing with 307 yards on the ground, averaging three, 7.7 yards per rush. They just ran it right down our throats. Um, every single guy that was in there, they went four deep in their in their um, backfield. They had, uh, you know, Dearness Johnson came out of nowhere. He's been like, he was like a fisherman or something um, in the offseason. And he comes in and rushes for 13, 13 carries for 95 yards. Um, Kareem Hunt, before he got hurt, or uh, no, after Chubb got hurt, Kareem Hunt had 11 carries for 72 or 71 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Nick Chubb had 43 yards um, before he got hurt. And Dontrell Hilliard had five carries for 19 yards, but he was running um, really hard and threw tackles and made several nice nice runs that got him first downs. And, of course, Odell Beckham had two carries for 73 yards, one of those being that 50-yard touchdown run that sealed the game in the fourth quarter. Um, so we just couldn't stop the, stop the rush. Um, Baker wasn't that great. He was 19 for 30 for 165 yards and two touchdowns because he didn't need to be. Uh, we got to him two times, um, two sacks. But other than that, we you know we just couldn't stop the run, and and that's what got us. Uh, you know, and it's hard it's hard to watch that because it's all about effort when it comes to the running game and stopping the run, and it just seems like our guys were not putting in the effort to stop the run and it's concerning to say the least. Uh, so some of the bright spots, you know, um, CD lamb, you know, he had two touchdowns. Looks really good. Of course, Amari 
um, led the team with 130, 34 yards on 12 catches. Uh, he had that nice uh, catch and, and touchdown uh, in the first quarter. And Dalton Schultz, again, you know, shows up, uh, scored a touchdown, had 72 yards um, on, you know, in the air, uh, 18 yards a catch, uh, led, the, led the team in average catch or average yards per catch. Uh, so he's doing good things. Uh, Zeke, not so much. Uh, 54 yards on the ground. Not getting a lot of looks right now. Um, and Can't get many looks when you're losing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, Daniel mentioned it in our in our chat earlier that it's just hard to um, get looks whenever you're playing from behind. Uh, he did get eight catches on the game um, for 71 yards, so he was getting some checkdowns, but uh, just he he's not getting the ball enough right now because we're playing from behind. Um, Daniel shared a, a story or a little uh, blurb regarding Zeke and it was talking about, so this was somebody claiming that we needed to trade Zeke or we need to trade Zeke. And this is, I'll just read it to you. Ezekiel Elliott has recorded fewer than hundred rush yards in each of the first four games of a season for the first time in his career. He's also received fewer than 15 carries in consecutive games for the first time since he entered the league in 2016. Remember, Zeke has ranked among the top two in carries and top five in rush yards in all but one of his previous four seasons. This drop-off in production through the first month of the season isn't totally surprising considering first-year coach Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy never had a running back finish among the top three in carries or top five in rush yards in his 13 seasons at the helm of the Packers. However, the fact that Elliott is averaging 5.8 receptions per game would be a career high at this point, and only 68.3 rushing yards per game, which would be a career low, might mean that McCarthy isn't going to feed Zeke's appetite for carries. So if you're not going to use Elliott to the fullest, why not deal him before a full season's worth of declining production lowers his value. Yes, this is a spicy take, but these are overreactions. What do you expect? Um, I expect you to not be an idiot and suggest that um, the best running back in the league get traded. Um, I would argue that the Packers under Mike McCarthy never had a back like Zeke and never had somebody who could take over the game like he can. He's not just a, you know, a workhorse running back, but he's also a receiving back too. He can get out of the field, out of the backfield and make catches out of the backfield and make people miss. He's, he's a multifaceted player. And Eddie Lacy wasn't that. Um, you know, Zeke says, feed me. Eddie Lacy literally could not stop eating. Like literally. Um, so I don't want to hear it about him not having a good, ever having a, uh, you know, top rusher. If you have one, you're going to use them. He just never had one. So, and plus, you know, we still have the same offensive coordinator that we had last year, just because it's a new staff um, and the head coach is different. We still have the same offensive coordinator. who's still calling the plays and still making 
the decisions. Uh, that being said, we started the game, I think it was the Falcons game, with uh, the first two rushes going to Pollard instead of Zeke. We cannot be setting that standard. Zeke needs to get the ball from the start. Yes, Dak is playing for a contract. Yes, Dak is playing lights out right now. He's like 500, almost 500 yards ahead of the next closest um, quarterback in yards right now. Yes, he's having a great start to the season, but we've also been playing from behind in every single game. We have to play from behind every single game, right? Or we've had to play from behind every single game right now because we're turning the ball over and putting too much pressure on our offense. And Dak has had to do everything. So, that being said, that leads us into Daniel's rant of the week. And because Daniel's not with us, he um, left us or left me what he would like me to read in his stead. <clears throat> so, this is Daniel reading it in not Daniel's voice, but pretend I'm. I am him. Dear supposed Cowboys fans, it's not Dak's fault, so get your heads out of each other's asses. Our defense is Swiss cheese. Do I think it's McCarthy's fault? No. Do I think it's Nolan's fault? Yes. Do I think our secondary needs work? Yes. Is Earl Thomas the answer? No. A whole new coaching staff will almost, with almost no off-season preparation, in my opinion, is 75% of our defensive problems. The other 25% is the scheme and inexperience of players. Also, if you think we should trade Zeke because he hasn't been quote-unquote productive, I hope you poop the bed tonight. <laughs> it's hard for... <laughs> It's uh, hard. sounded just like just like Daniel. <laughs> it's hard for a running back to be productive when we are in two plus in a two plus touchdown deficit every game. So I told him I would read that, obviously, because we have a new segment and he's only had one week to do it. So um I told him I would read that for him and I would embellish on it a little bit because I agree with him. Get off of this. BS notion that Dak is the problem here. If you know anything about football, if you watch football with any kind of regularity, you can tell, you can see that Dak is not the problem. Um, Wayne, we talked about it pretty extensively, you know, the, whether it's the scheme or the players or if it's a combination of both, but you know, the, the defense is struggling. There's no way there's no two, you know, there's there's nothing to be argued about that. It's it's a problem. And yes, it's been a problem that's been um what somewhat uh propagated or or made worse by untimely turnovers. Um Yeah. Yeah, we're our offense has put them in bad position a few times, I feel. Um you know, I think that almost all of our problems as a squad, which the funny thing is, is I say all of our problems, um, it's been awful, but uh, we've been in almost every game still yet somehow. And um, if we were 4-0 and or 3-1, and 
no one would be saying a word, no one would be complaining, and it's only a difference of a couple touchdowns. But I think the entire offseason is is really the the thing. You're bringing in new coaching staff, and it's a weird offseason. Um, you know, I think the I think they said the the Browns were the only one with a, a whole new coaching staff change that have a winning record. I think that's what I read somewhere, but it's it's a thing in the NFL. You know, you you can't just expect to throw a new system in for guys. Um, what's the one thing that we noticed that's stayed true with the Cowboys? We've had a good offense. Oh. Who's the holdover from the last uh, uh, period? Oh, it's Kelmore. Yeah. Shocker. So, you know, you know, let's just give it a little time for the guys to get used to it. You know, I think it makes it worse that they're in a, a short field. You know, I would like to see Dak and Zeke hold on to the ball a little more. Um, but I think that those things are um, they're uh, easy to catch, right? Like, it, it Rolls downhill quick. Uh, I think last week, just looking back at the game, the two fumbles, I think, like a, a strip sack and Zeke fumbling were back-to-back possessions, and then you give a touchdown up on each one of those. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, that's the entire game right there. Yeah, back-to-back uh, plays, honestly. Yeah. It was, it and was and it's, you, think, you think you take those two touchdowns away, and, I mean, we can argue semantics, but take those two touchdown drives away from them and then probably the easy touchdown that we gave on the end around to Beckham because um, we were better off you can argue better off to to let them score that touchdown to have a chance to even continue to play the game but um, yeah it's our whole season is flimsy it could have been 4-0 or 0-4 and people have I mean, I know the only thing that matters is wins, but I feel like people just get up in arms if they don't notice what's actually going on. They just say, oh, man, we lost the game. We're so horrible. Let's trade everyone. Yeah, and, and they put they they make it out to be like, um, if we didn't get the win, then it's a reflection only on Dak. Like, Oh yeah, he had great numbers, but he didn't get the win. Well, there, he's got to have some help. There's 21 sure. other players on the field. He doesn't want. He doesn't to. want the numbers. He he already said he'd rather have the win than the yeah. numbers. And I'm sure yeah. he'd rather he'd rather hand the ball to Zeke 40 times a game, and Zeke be the Russian leader of the league, and us go undefeated. Um, I'm sure he'd rather score zero points on offense all year. And our defense pull a, a season like the Ravens had that one year where they just scored all the touchdowns for the offense. Hey, if that's what it takes to get the Super Bowl, I'm sure that Dak would be okay with that. He's got an opportunity to I, – I, I know we don't see eye to eye, and I know I'm pretty sure Daniel's the same as you on this, but he's got an opportunity to put his – proverbial money where his mouth is and his literal money where his mouth is. And he's got to see that this team is going to need some help. And uh, if he cripples us by taking a gigantic contract that is going to put us in a place where we can't get other players on. Well, I just, I don't, I don't understand that. I can't, I can't see out of you at all with that because if you don't pay him, he's just going to play for someone else. I mean, 
if if he's um, a horrible quarterback and he doesn't deserve that much, but he's still going to get paid. Look at Mahomes. He signed a 10-year contract, and it's a team-friendly one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. How much like, was it? How much can, was it worth? There's ways. Uh, I don't remember 200 and some thousand or 200 and some million. I can't remember exactly the number, but hmm. it, it it ended up not being – it, it, well, I – I slipped through that number out without really thinking about it. Let me just look it up. Yeah, um, better look it up. Because <laughs> I don't think that's right. Five hundred three million. I was like, yeah, that's oh. There's no so, right. so he went from twenty some million a year to fifty million. Well, no, he's not getting fifty million a year. A lot of that is signing bonuses and different things like that. There's there's definitely ways to structure it. His average salary is forty five million. Um, okay. A year. And he got how much is Dak asking for? At signing, he's asking for like forty. All right. Yeah. And you want him to take thirty? I didn't say I wanted him to take thirty. I said I don't oh. want him to take a record-setting contract because it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna hinder our team. <laughs> it's gonna hinder us from being able to sign uh, anybody else. Sure, that's, that's what that's uh, just, you did. You, you didn't. You weren't upset that Amari got paid a lot of money, or Z yeah, was tank, or I was. <laughs> but we're still signing all these guys. I was upset about right? all of them, and they Must always end up having right? to restructure. It's yeah, just, it pretty we good just job. Get it. Yeah, I guess maybe we'll see. Under the salary cap again. That's a whole other issue, but <laughs> we'll talk about that one at another no, day. Just, I just. Uh, <laughs> I think that the reason you and I don't see eye to eye is because I don't think you understand how the business works on how they make money and how they can move money around. They're they're a lot smarter than we could ever be, even if we said that, uh, hey, that guy shouldn't take that contract. I mean, imagine that guy saying, hey, Mitch, you shouldn't take that much money in the Army. They, they shouldn't pay you that much. Nobody ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. They saw my paychecks. Someone should say, hey, you should take less money. I mean, everyone at work would be in a better mood if you took less money. Uh, it's, like I said, we're not going to see eye to eye on it, but oh, no. it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, that's for sure. They'll pay him enough. They'll pay him enough to keep him there, or else he'll play for somewhere else. It'll pay him way more uh, than he deserves. fair i mean the market will dictate itself right you believe in that that's a whole politics but yeah so he's gonna get paid what he gets paid so i could care less about people's contracts we'll see um so yeah that the rant of the week for sure daniel cannot agree with you anymore that the issue is not dak clearly um, and as Wayne alludes to, this has been such a strange offseason. You're implementing a brand new, which we've heard multiple times now, uh, complicated defensive scheme. Um, I think you're going to start seeing some more simplist- simplicity to the scheme in the next couple, couple weeks. I hope anyway. Um, and I think you're going to start seeing a little bit more focus um, on ball protection. Deck. Uh, you know, obviously he needs to take a little bit more care of the ball when he's in the pocket. 
if he's not letting go of it, if he feels pressure, he needs to tuck it. He needs to protect a little bit better. But um, some of those are just, you know, him trying to make a play, you know, and effort type things. But uh, Zeke, I saw a thing come across my uh, phone today from from a, a quote from Zeke saying he needs to be thinking that maybe he needs to be a little bit more conservative with the football. Yeah, I think that's probably a pretty good idea right now, Zeke. Um, I remember, gosh, it may have been his rookie season. I remember when when he first started running the ball for us. And I remember us watching the game and chatting and how how impressed we were with the way he would finish runs every single time, both arms wrapped around the ball, diving forward, always finishing forward and always protecting the ball. Um, I'd have to go back and look. I really would be interested to see if he even ever lost a fumble in his that rookie year because it seemed like he was protecting that ball with everything he had in his whole entire life. Like, it was just – it was impressive to watch him play. Um, but hopefully Zeke can get back to that, taking care of the ball. We can get Zeke a little bit more yards, a little bit more touches and not have to rely so much on, on Dak bringing us back from, you know, big hole. Um, so that brings us to week five in our matchup with the football, New York football giants. Um, this is game two of, uh, I think I said it was four game homestead. Um, and Really hoping that we can bounce back in this game. Staying at home, uh, 4.25 kickoff. Um, we'll be on CBS on, on Sunday, so, you know, national TV again. Um, as long as, you know, things don't go south with COVID and whatnot, we should be, you know, the premier game of the day um, as far as – you know, early games go. Um, and, you know, cause they, they did have to shuffle some, some of the games around last week with the COVID um, changing up the lineup and moving games. Some of the games got moved to later or what, whatnot. So hopefully we won't get overshadowed, but this game just looks like it's heavily favored towards Dallas. Uh, New York has no wins right now. They've been struggling, as as everybody knows. And, of course, they lost their freak in the backfield. The, you know, what many probably would consider, if not 1A, you know, he's one of the best running backs um, in the league. What, he he was he been out since the first game? First, second week, something like that. Yeah. Second week, I think. I think he played two weeks. So, you know, without Saquon back there, changes things a lot for their offense. <clears throat> um, puts a lot of emphasis on the shoulders of Daniel Jones and their receiving core. And it's going to be hard for them, you know, to carry that through the whole season. So, uh, we have right now showing on the matchup predictor on ESPN a 79.4% chance to win. Um, 
and Wayne will get into the line and the spread and over under and all that stuff here in a little bit. Um, but looking at the matchup, you know, we're, we're hoping to get a couple people back um, from injuries this week, possibly. Um, we did get Tyron Smith back last week, but then we lost Joe Looney on the first play of the game. He's going to be out for a few weeks um, at a minimum. Uh, I think we're possibly hoping to get some help back on defense this weekend, but I wouldn't hold our breath on any of those coming back. Um, so looking like we're going to have about the same lineup as we've had. No major changes offensively. Um, offensive line should look pretty much the same. NRD, unfortunately, is not going to get any help back from in the secondary. So hopefully we can slow them down and get get some pass rush going. Um, so we'll roll into some predictions for the game. Um, score predictions first. Uh, I'll go with Daniels. He gave us his score prediction. And his bold prediction of the week, um, Daniel predict, predicts that Dallas will win 32-27. to 27. And that bold prediction um, going along with the score would be that the Giants will have – will score more touchdowns on Sunday than they have all season <laughs> so far. <clears throat> true. They've not scored many. So, and he said – his justification with the score is that they will miss an extra point. So that's why they'll score four touchdowns, but miss an extra point to give a 27 um, point final for them. Um, Looking at the line, Wayne, what do we got as far as spread goes? And then we'll talk about our score predictions um, and, uh, and bold predictions. So, Make sure I'm on the same page here. I was looking at nine and a half pretty much everywhere. Dallas is favored. The total is sitting at 54 right now. Um, I think Dallas can get to the 54 almost by themselves. So any scoring that the Giants are going to do is just going to be icing on that cake. As you know me, I love the over. But I'll get to more of that stuff here in a minute, unless you want me to get into some of that stuff. Um, no, that's fine. Uh, actually, it's funny because I hadn't even looked at the line or the, the spread or the over-under, and I just went back and looked at my score prediction. My score prediction is Dallas 33, Giants 21, which would hit exactly on the over-under line. Yeah, uh, and Dallas would cover, you're saying. And Dallas would cover by two, nice. yeah. So, nice. um, but, so I, I predict that uh, yeah, Dallas would win 33-21. And my bold prediction of the week is, as I told, uh, told the guys earlier in their text, um, I'm going to steal one of – Daniels that he used, I think two weeks ago. Yeah, it was it was his uh, prediction against Seattle um, that Zeke would go over 200 all-purpose yard. Um, so I think that's going to happen this week. I think we're going to see a heavy dose 
of Zeke, especially on the ground, but um, I predict over $200 all-purpose yards for Zeke this week. <clears throat> so, Wayne, you want to cover your... You uh, ready for all of my stuff here? Yep, yep, we can roll right in. You can go ahead and do your score predictions and your bold predictions and then roll right into Fantasy Canvas, if you don't mind. All righty. So, my score predictions is, and I'm probably... After everyone will listen to this episode, they'll say, well, that is the biggest homer of the group. He has way more faith in this team than any person in the Cowboy Nation. But I'm going to take Dallas uh, to win this matchup, and they're going to put up 42. Um, It's going to be Kellen Moore's way laughing at Jason Garrett. I'm sure they're still friendly, but... I'm sure that he knows what Jason uh, would like to run and everything. So I'm, I'm going to go 42-17. I think that the, the help from Kellen this week in the film room um, about the way that Jason Garrett likes to run a team um, is going to help out. I think um, it's going to be really hard to swallow if we lose to Jason Garrett. and at home to lose Jason Garrett with the worst team in the league anyways. Um, we'll probably we'll probably not show back up next week to have this podcast. Um, that's, a, <laughs> that's a joke, but, you know, maybe not. Um, 42, so I'm going to give the Giants 17 points because I think we're struggling, but um, I think there's a chance that we could hold them even lower. I think it could just be uh, a blowout and then – you know, of course, next week the haters are going to say, yeah, but it was the Giants. Um, the people that do love us are going to be like, yeah, we beat Jason Garrett, but they're the Giants. So, like I said, if we lose, no one's going to want to show their face on social media at all. But I see a big win, 42 to 17. Um, my bold prediction, which doesn't really align with my. Uh, fantasy play of the week. Although I can, um, I can get down with with both. I believe I'm on your side. I think Zeke is going to have a huge day. I think I don't. I wouldn't say I'd get into the all-purpose yards, but I think you're going to see Zeke um, go over 100 yards rushing, and um, I believe that he'll have three total touchdowns. That would be my bold prediction. Uh, it'd be pretty bold for what he's done this year, but I think that we're going to get up early and we're just going to lean on him pretty heavily and he's just going to do what he does. Um, can't eat. Miss. Yeah, can't miss play. Um, we'll go over here to DraftKings so I can quote you some prices. So, and the reason that I say that I don't want to um, give you the bold or bold prediction and fantasy play, you know, to mesh together is Zeke is the highest uh, priced running back on the slate. McCaffrey's out, so he doesn't count. And Derrick Henry is a good $800 uh, cheaper than Zeke. So Zeke is the highest priced guy. And I can see that in this game. So for $7,800, you're probably going to get, you know, what you pay for him out. Um, He could have a ridiculous day. Um, you know, one of them that you're just like, wow, you know, if you didn't play him, um, 
you're not you have no chance to to win it all. But um, I feel like for fantasy, uh, can't miss. I like to throw in a guy that um, is worth playing for the price. And as we talked last week, Lamb and Gallup were neck and neck. Well, you know, Lamb has a little better uh, of a game, and all of a sudden Gallup's cheaper. So I think there's going to be a lot of uh, shots down the field early, and I think Gallup always wins those matchups. Now, whether he can um, get away with a, a little shove here or there, um, or if he's right on the line and he's considered out of bounds, I don't know. But Gallup's our guy down the field. I think Dak's going to get a few good ones in early, and Gallup's going to really uh, be a good play there. So. Yeah, I like uh, Gallup, and I would definitely play Zeke uh, this week. But uh, Gallup, I think, is going to be the biggest return on money. Uh, well, I mean, the, if if my bold prediction comes true, it could be close on on return on the money. But uh, I like Zeke and Gallup this week. Um, and for a, a real sneaky pick, um, and everyone will laugh at me, but go down and scroll down the defenses, save you a little money, throw the Cowboys defense in there. If you're going to do that, definitely play Zeke and then hope for the blowout. But Daniel Jones has thrown one interception every game uh, so far this season. So we'll find out how bad our defense is. If he doesn't throw a pick, then we're pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the one of the common things in in daily fantasy is, um, you know, the stacking of of complementary players, and and one of those styles or one of those uh, uh, strategies that a lot of times are used is the running back defense uh, stack, and then a, of course the quarterback and wide receiver, or quarterback and uh, tight. Yeah, end. so the correlation there, right, is that your defense playing so well that they're not doing anything and you're grinding the clock and and your running backs getting all of the touches that matter so so that's why you'd want to do that and of course the quarterback you know if you got the quarterback you might as well take the guy that you think he's going to be throwing it to so right yeah yep i agree man um i think there's a i think there's a big opportunity there for the cowboys this week um but I, i wouldn't go with Dak just because personally I think it could end up pretty one-sided and I wouldn't want to play a quarterback that's going to be ahead that probably isn't going to be passing 50 times a game. So I also think that that could cause some drama next week for the fans as always. Um, If it plays out the way I think it's going to play out, uh, Dak's not going to have a four or five hundred yard game like he's ha- been having, you know, and and maybe he doesn't have a, a great passing, um, you know, percentage or something, and people are just going to be like, "I told you we should." Told you him. so, yeah. And even though we won by thirty points, they're going <laughs> to say, "Hey, man, this guy's trash." Yeah, because because Zeke did it did all the work. Zach didn't or Dak didn't do anything. It was all Zeke. Yep. Yeah, yep. I, I can know. hear it now. You know. Yeah, I can hear yep. it now. All right, well, that's where I'm at with that. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny because, like, you know, think about when we were talking about earlier with different things like contracts and stuff, and um, so many times uh, we find ourselves, you know, very, very much on the same page, and then so many other times we're just like, yeah, no, 
I don't agree with you at all. But it's fun to you know be able to see that um, the the way that we think about things and see things usually ends up coming around and, and aligning at some point or another. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that that's for sure. I definitely agree. I can I can see this being one of those games where you know even he might even be efficient, um, but you might have a, a number like oh you know he was twenty for twenty nine. <laughs> Something um, stupid, or he'll have another fumble, maybe. Yeah, maybe he goes twenty for twenty-nine. You know, only throws nine incompletions, but throws one silly pick. Um, you know, only has two touchdowns and only has two two hundred and twenty yards. Right. You know, something like that, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's terrible. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely not the leader that we need. He's not a great quarterback. He's not a franchise right. guy." You know, yeah. I can, oh, I can one hundred percent see it happening. Um. Actually, I'm, that might be my secondary bold prediction. <laughs> bold that, prediction: we we win by, uh, or we cover, and people are still mad. Yep, we cover, and people are still calling for Dak to. Um, yeah. Dak, we cover, and we go over. Um, I'm all about that. That did I? Yeah, I threw my prediction in cover and over. That's yeah, cover I, and over, and cover and over, and Dak is still being called for. Um, being benched for Andy Dalton. (laughs) I can see it now. Yeah. So (laughs) before I get too worked up and angry, um, let's go into one of our fun topics. Um, talking about our all time Cowboys team. Um, this week, uh, we're rolling into the tight end position. I don't have all the teams right in front of me right now. I can't find my notepad where I've written all this down. I need to start just keeping it on my computer. So I have it right in front of me every time. But, uh, I know we, um, had all picked different quarterbacks. I picked Aikman, Wayne, you picked, uh, Romo mm-hmm. and Daniel picked Staubach. Um, we all picked, um, of course, Emmett as our running back. And then, um, last week we did wide receivers and I, I picked, um, T.O. and Irvin. I think you picked T.O. and Irvin. Am I, am I crazy on that, or was that Daniel? Uh, I definitely took him. I don't know if okay. he – I think he might yeah, have. Dan, I think no, no, I did. Me and you did. Daniel had one different. Oh. Oh, His okay. was Irvin and uh, somebody else. No, he went with um, – he went with uh, – I think he tried to pair up uh, one of uh, – Oh no, he went with the, old, the yeah the guy from Starbox era. Let me pull it up here. Yeah. I have I it right here in front. To, of me. I forgot to pull it up. To, um, uh, t- uh, uh, Drew Pearson. Drew, yeah, Pearson. Who he? Drew Pearson and had to line and, him up my, with. Yep. So sorry, I was reading one of my uh, one of my pages I had open. I was trying to catch <laughs> up on something. That's <laughs> all right. All right. So this week we're going to roll into tight ends and. Um, I, I'm pretty sure this is going to be another like the running back. Quick. It should be yeah. pretty quick. Um, we're all going to go with Dalton Schultz, right? Absolutely. I am shocked that you even knew that that's what we were going with. Oh, absolutely. I've been saying it from the get go. He's a baller. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, Jason Witten. Um, I mean, you just he, you know, he's still doing it after 17 seasons, albeit not with the Cowboys, but um, 
he's just an amazing uh, player, amazing uh, guy. Uh, he's one of those just that you're proud to know was on your team. Um, so for me, it's going to be Jason Witten. Um, I know for Daniel, it's Jason Witten. He did he did give me his his uh, pick, and he he did pick him. He said he was he was wavering with uh, Jay Novacek. Um, oh yeah, I love Novacek. Oh, I did too, man. But he ended up going with uh, Jason Witten. But yeah, I, I had to yeah. give. He didn't really say he was wavering with Jay Novacek. I just had to get a Jay Novacek mention in there because he was one of my favorites back in the day. So I figured maybe you were like a Martellus Bennett kind of. Um, nah, <laughs> I didn't mind him, but he wasn't around long enough to be a favorite. Uh, that's great. Yeah. I thought he was, I thought that guy was actually going to be one of our, you know, you know, up and coming guys when we first drafted him. I was like, wow. I was like, that's, of course, that's how you felt about uh Rico gathers. Yeah. I mean, we watched uh, him dunk on us enough. Yeah. You, you, you saw Rico, um, athletically, you, couldn't argue with the fact that he was just a physical specimen. Right. And, and, you know, everybody's talked about, um, or not everybody, but a lot of people talk about the idea of if LeBron James was a football player, how dominant he would be. Um, yeah. You know, Rico was a huge dude who was used to running. Had that same build and everything, man. Yep. Yeah. And maybe and not as athletic. Maybe. Yeah, not quite as athletic, but could go up and get the ball, could go run through defenders. I really had high hopes for him um, as one of those just genius pickups that was going to work out. And of course, yeah. we know we know it didn't. But um, yeah, tight ends all time. You know, between Witten, um, you know. Just his history itself, second all time at his position in almost every category, um, only behind Tony Gonzalez, which everybody knows Tony Gonzalez, first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, um, Jason Witten and Witten will be following Tony Gonzalez. Oh, absolutely! As another first first ballot Hall of Famer, without a doubt. So, Wayne, I'm going to assume you're going with Witten as well. Put me down for Witten. All right. So, as I said before, you know we. Uh, we've all grown up in the same era of watching this team. Um, the three of us that have been on this podcast. And um, so a lot of times, you know, we're going to have the same favorite players or same all time players, but we don't want to leave it, the discussion just at those players. And that's why we want to bring up some of the other ones um, because, you know, we do recognize that there's been other greatness um, throughout the history of this team because, you know, you don't get five Super Bowls and become America's team by being, you know, trash. Although, if you asked some of our Facebook friends, <laughs> they would tell you that we are straight trash right now. Um, but we'll see how Hot that turns garbage. out. <laughs> Hot garbage. So, um, yeah, next week we'll roll into some offensive linemen, I think. Um, we, oh, could wow. fullback. we could go fullback, though, but I think Ooh, fullbacks... How many offensive linemen do we could pick? <sighs> you know... I, That's going to be tough. Let's, let's do a whole line. I, I mean, we could. I'm fine with it. I'd or have how about just three? Uh, uh, center, center guard, guard, and a tackle. Because tackle. Yeah. that'll make it real tough. Because if you can only pick one tackle, I think that you're... Uh, oh, I man, know. That's going to be tough. 
I'm looking at three of them right here that I'm like, oh God, I don't know yeah. if I can pick any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Now we sound a bunch of nerds. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's a lot of fun. I know. I just, I, I, I'm getting giddy about off the, you know, the big uglies, man, but we've had some great, great, great offensive lines. Um, so we can, we'll jump into offensive line next week. I think we'll save fullback or we can just, um, you know, I don't think anybody's going to pick outside of Moose Johnson. So that might just be another. Uh, we yeah, probably not. Yeah, that would be an easy one, I think. Yeah. So um, I don't know. We'll talk to Daniel about it, see what he thinks. But next week we'll plan to go into offensive line. And we'll get uh, everyone on the defensive side after that. Yeah. And then we'll roll into the defense and then eventually get into coaching staff, I think. Um, could be interesting because we've had so many different coaches um at different times you know tom landry and and his greatness and and three rings and then or two rings and then you know one and three in the 90s um you know jimmy johnson did some amazing things but he wasn't here very long you know and barry switzer comes in he wasn't here very long so you know we've had some great coaches so it should be interesting when we get to those points um Hope you guys are are continuing to listen and enjoy um, playing along with us, so to speak. Um, so how are we doing on listens? We got we got uh, we got people listening or what? Uh, yeah, let me look up here on Podbean real fast. Um, see what we're at on there. Um, the last time I looked, we were well over 120, I think maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're up to on Podbean, which is it's slow to update, but we're up to 133 listens now. So, okay. Um, so well, yeah, it's still good. going strong. I think, um, you know, definitely, um, want to continue sharing, uh, getting the word out there to everybody. You know, we're, hey, you know, I, if I just want to, I just want to add that if, uh, you know, anyone's listening to this and they have opinions that they want us to share, on the podcast, you know, if if you just get on and make some comments on our social media one way or the other, we're all about getting your voice heard and we will likely discuss whatever you have to say and then the following week it'll be uh, uh good content for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, that's and you know, if you if you're not comfortable um putting, you know, uh a message out there or, or a, co- a post out there um, for everyone to read. You can always, you know, direct message and, and we'll get it um, either on Instagram or Facebook and, and just say, Hey, you know, could you talk about this? Or, uh, you know, I'd like, or if you're interested in even joining um, us and given your, your comments and whatnot, we'd love to have other, um, other voices on here. Like we said in the past, and we're definitely interested that, you know, interested in having that. Um, so definitely reach out to us however you're, you feel most comfortable. Um, and we'd love to get you on or, or at least uh, get your, your opinions heard. Um, and then, of course, I got to shamelessly you know, plug that we need your ratings. We need your uh, <laughs> we need you to get it out there and share. Um continue to listen um you know just spread the word about our our podcast we're trying to you know keep a good thing going um this is very fun for us it's a passion project so we're not 
It's not like we're out here doing this to make a living or anything. We just mm. wanna, we just want to continue to have fun. We want to get everybody's voices, um, uh, all all Cowboys fans' voices, a chance to be heard if they would like them to be. Um, we want to be inclusive of of the you know, uh, Cowboy Nation. And, and I have a and decent that. idea for this week, Mitch. Okay. So on Facebook, since you're over there managing that page. Um, I'm scrolling it right now. Can't really do it very well on the Instagram feed. I can put it on stories probably. Let's run. Let's, let's go back to what we did the first week. And then, so what's today? We're, we're doing this on a Wednesday night. Let's run a every day from here to the end of the week. I think that would cover it. The, um, We'll run a poll for the favorite quarterback, running back, wide receiver, different each day, you know, to get us updated to where we are. And then next week we can feed those into the, the new podcast and add one for what are we going to be on next week? We're going to be on, um, you said the line, is that right? Yep. So add that one before the week's over that way or, you know, by Monday or so. So that you know we can see their results for that one too, and can read it with ours. Yeah, it's a great idea. And oh, and I would also like, you know, remind you guys. And I, I haven't had a chance to um, head over to my mom's and and check out uh, her dig through her old photos. But we we would still love to see you know old photos of when you first you know were photographed in Dallas Cowboys. Uh, attire um you know those those awesome old 80s pics of um you know the big hair and the starter jackets and the hats that are way too tall for our heads and and high water jeans and yeah all that good <laughs> fun stuff so i'd love to see it um you know feel free to share it on our facebook or instagram pages if you if you're able to find one I need to do that this week, hopefully, and 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 find a good one because I know that there's got to be some out there. Um, I don't know how young, but I know for sure I I had, like I said last week, the uh, the knockoff starter jacket, which now <laughs> starters like the knockoff brand. But um, I know I had one at one point. So, but yeah, definitely, I like the idea of um, having a poll. We can get everybody involved on um, on Facebook with you know picking your guys' favorites as far as the positions go. So we'll get that going, uh, get you guys involved, get you guys to, to, you know, share it and, and spread it and get some more opinions on these things. So, uh, anyway, uh, probably pretty short, probably setting a record for time this week. Um, having Daniel here takes up way less air time. So <laughs> I think you've talked <laughs> enough for both of you. Uh, absolutely. So uh, once again, just want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, I hope you join us, like, share, um, rate us. Let's go Cowboys. Bye. Woo!